listener exclusive. Little floating love and David, dreaming about a premiership cup. We love our clubs, but they never win. Two flags in 100 years. That shit house, if you think we'll be insightful, clever or just well researched. We're here to say that's not the case, we'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one cup. Monday, June the 6th. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL-adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. And, and I've enjoyed the buy round. Um, it's Like I said on our, on our tips uh, on Instagram, it was like a buy for me. I saw a couple of games, just sort of dipped in, uh, saw the commentary around a bunch of things. I did watch the dogs and the cats, however. I watched pretty much all of that game. Traditional enemies. Dogs Traditional enemies. Cats. Yeah, you don't want to play them when it's raining. It's real heavy. <laughs> uh, so, Will, tell me your take as a Bulldog supporter on what that game was like. Well, I uh, here's what I will say. On Friday, I had to drive up to the Northern Rivers. And then, so I got up at five o'clock in the morning, uh, drove like 10, 11 hours in the car, yeah. and then immediately had to go straight to the airport to get on a plane to fly back to Sydney. <laughs> And that plane would have got me in for uh, in and home to watch the first quarter of the game. That was my plan. My reward after driving for like you know half a day and then having to fly back was go- I was going to sit down on the couch and watch that game of football. But I don't know if you've caught a plane in Australia <laughs> lately, Charlie. They are not reliable for time. Every <laughs> single plane that I have caught has been delayed, and this one was indeed delayed. It was delayed uh, by about an hour, so. By the time we landed, I had missed the entire first quarter. And I felt like I had that in common with many of the Bulldogs players. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like both I and them had not turned up for the first quarter of the game. And seeing that the lead was that far ahead, I was just like, well, fuck this shit. I'm going to like, I'm not going to check the score. I'm not going to like, you know, ride this like while I'm, you know, collecting my luggage and heading home or any of these sort of things. And in fact, when I got back to the house, I was so exhausted that I was just like, fuck this, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, what a terrible end to a stupid day. I can see day. throwing your bag under the bed, <laughs> slamming doors. So, so I'm literally just like, I'm going to bed. Fuck <laughs> it, I'm exhausted. I'm going straight to bed. And I wake up, as you do when you go to bed a little earlier than you normally do. I, I also woke up a little earlier than I normally do. So it must have been about 4.35 o'clock in the morning where I, you know, my body naturally woke me up and I went to check my phone and I had one message from my neighbour that said, oh, can the dogs? And I was like, oh, fuck, did we get back in it? Like, that was it? Like, I was like, oh, no, did, did I miss some historic comeback? And so... I then went and checked the scores and saw that we had got within five points, but uh, mm. um, obviously did not get close enough to, to win the game. So it, it was exciting not... it, as a oh, neutral supporter, yeah. like from that first, I was, you know, like you saw the first quarter, it was like, oh, it's, it's definitely all done. But then the second and third quarter, the dogs were all over them. But it was, it was incredibly frustrating because I don't know how many forward entries you had in that second and third quarter, but you, it seemed like you were dominating in every conceivable metric. Mm. But in traditional dog style, (laughs) could not 
could not hit the scoreboard. Like, it felt like you only had nine shots on goal for about 700 entries. Yeah, I've got to say, I have not seen any of the game. But I reckon I could have a fair guess at how it all went down. <laughs> I've watched the Bulldogs play enough to go, I know exactly what's happened. But this has been, in some ways, the story of our season. Like, you know, we've had a couple of these games where, you know, we've just let ourselves get completely out of it and then get right back in it then to not, not get it done in the end, to not roll over the top, to lose. And I think that's... It seems to be a bit of the story of the Bulldogs season, which is that we're almost good enough, but we are not quite good enough. And the reason we're not quite good enough is clear. It's all the reasons that we knew going into the season that we're not quite good enough. We don't have enough tall forwards and we don't have enough tall backs. Like that is, you know, that is the, the secret of the Bulldogs, unfortunately. It's that kind of night too. Like I know when you're watching your team like have one of those frustrating nights when nothing's going right, that's always when something bizarre happens. Like that's when, you know, like a Josh Bruce will kick it into the, into the post when he's like two metres out or whatever. But the bizarre incident in this game was Bailey, Bailey Smith's headbutt. Like it was so weird to see and so unusual, and especially coming from him because like, look, he plays with aggression, but I don't necessarily see him as an aggressive, like Phil Carmen-esque mm-hmm. kind of player. And then to like... To see a headbutt, A, it's so rare in AFL. And then to see, like, it actually left a mark. And, like, Zach Tui, you know, leaving the ground with the ripped shirt, with the sort of blood on his head. And even, like, there's a hilarious moment after the game where he was trying to give Bailey, like, the chop out for the tribunal. It's like, oh, yeah, it wasn't much. And there's, like, a trickle of blood coming (laughs) from the mark, the very clear headbutt mark. On the front of his head. Uh, did you see that? Did you see that particular highlight? I mean, it's hard not to have seen that. <laughs> that's, that's been everywhere. So, okay. So here's what I would say: like, is that it's not that much of a headbutt. Like, <laughs> I will say that. Like in the grand scheme of headbutts, uh, I've seen some headbutts in my time. I played country footy, and like, it was pretty much non-stop headbutts. And traditionally, <laughs> your headbutt. Goes harder and quicker on the way in than it does on the way out. But this yeah. was almost like Tui's forehead was like it was like it was a trampoline or something. Like yeah, it's yeah. a really bouncy forehead because it didn't go in far, but then it bounced a long way off. So that's like the first thing that I thought was a bit weird about the headbutt. And then the other thing is that look, I think that you know Zach Tui said it at the end of the game. He was like. It's all good, man. It's all love. And of course, that's because it's a great pleasure to have Bailey Smith's face <laughs> that close to your face. Yeah. I mean, that is, skin on there skin. Are teenage girls around the country who pay a considerable amount of money to be that close <laughs> to Bailey Smith. I think Zach Tui was very reserved in the fact that he didn't kiss him. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like the fact You're that right. you are that close to the beautiful face of Bailey Smith and re- resist the urge to give him a big tongue patch. I think. All credit to Zach Tui is what I'm saying. Well, it was more like, you're right, it was more like a grind than a like a butt. It wasn't a butting motion. Yeah. It was like a slow, it was a slow approach with a bit of a grind and then like a fast yeah. pull away. It was very, it was like how are you describing it? It sounds kind of hot. <laughs> it's real hot. Like a rugged Irishman with a yeah. little mustache and some weird yeah. tattoos and a hot young, I mean, this is a... I would imagine some sort of gay porn scenario. Like, I mean, Zach Dewey looks like he's sort of, he's, you know, it's like um, I, older trade. Irish man and young twink <laughs> sporting yeah. porn. Like, you know, and they start they start with a little nuzzle and a little headbutt, then they rip each other's shirts off. 
<laughs> well, they asked Chris Scott about it oh, in the no. presser after the game, and this is what he had to yeah. say. Invariably, uh, Bailey Smith's as well, the headbutt will be a big talking point on Tui. Did you see it, and uh, what do you make of it? No, I didn't, but I made some gag about Irishmen and headbutts, and they made me swear that I wouldn't say it, but it's too late now. Okay, so my question is, like he said, I've just said it, so it's too late now. Yeah. What was the joke? I mean, A, there wasn't a joke there. If there was a joke, what do you think the joke was? About Irishmen and headbutts. And headbutts. Okay, so... What's your Did you hear about the Irish man who gave a headbutt? He got his head stuck up his butt. <laughs> that's the uh, <laughs> that's the best I could come up with. I mean, that's I got to be honest with you. That's a high start. That's pretty good. <laughs> now, what I mean, the Irish thing is that I guess it's the opposites, right? Is that the idea yeah. with like Irish jokes that they do the opposite yeah. to? So, have you heard about the Irish headbutt? That would be your kind of setup. Yeah. And then, yeah, he ended up with his butt up his head. Yeah, <laughs> his head up his butt. That's good. I actually think yours is actually a very good joke. In fact, you should send that in to Chris Scott and say, mate, if you go on AFL 360 this week and you want to do an Irish headbutt joke, then I think is it more about the idea that Irishmen headbutt people as a sort of hello? Like Irish, it's kind of more associated with the idea that the Irish are rowdy fighting people and the idea of headbutting an Irishman is really just a... Sign it's of like affection. a greeting. It's, yeah, it's a sign it's of Patrick's affection. Day. You're just like, get in there, headbutt him three yeah. times, to be sure, to be sure, to be sure. Or, or is it more the idea that he went to headbutt someone that ended up getting headbutted himself? <laughs> like, is that more of the, the opposites thing? Is it an Irishman who got a headbutt uh, confused with a head job or something? Is that the kind of... <laughs> That well, one, if that's the that case, I can imagine why <laughs> the media managers at Geelong, like Chris, please do not open the press conference with that one. He said, have you heard about the Irish headbutt? You give someone head and then you lick their butt. <laughs> guys? Guys, what's going on? You thought there was a walkout at North Melbourne last week. The entire digital team at Geelong just walk out on Chris Scott. You know, something else that caught my eye out of uh -huh. the game is uh, Libba. I haven't uh, really seen him in a few weeks. Mm. His mustache now is out of control. Libba looks like a guy who's going to a fancy dress party in Dipper cosplay. Oh, yeah. Like if he just got like a little gold earring and like a, an 80s Hawthorne jumper, he would look like a mini Dipper. A I mini mean, Dipper. <laughs> that, like you got the big Dipper, now you got the mini the Dipper. Mini Dipper. Just got to go on a little Dipper, you know, for the yeah. kids. <laughs> for the, when the kids... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he definitely is growing into that look, and I like it. Like, I mean, obviously, I think Libba's such a key for the Bulldogs. When the Libba, when Libba's up and about, the Bulldogs are up and about. And I like the look. Like, I think Libba, there's, there's room in the game for a new dipper, and I think yep. that Libba is your dipper most likely. Yeah. Is, is Dimmy's, like, for our Melbourne listeners, is Dimmy's still running on Swan Street in Richmond? Like, could little the Little Dipper get a sponsorship with Dimmy's? Just, like, you know, carry on the legacy? I mean, I would love to see Big Dipper and Little Dipper together <laughs> as a double act. I feel like yeah. this is the direction you've got to go. Hi, I'm Big yeah. Dipper, and I'm the Little Dipper. And, yeah. like, poor, poor, poor old Tony Liberatore, I'll be like, hang on, there was already a big liver. Well, yeah. a little liver, I guess. Little liver, yeah. So he can't liver. be the big liver. Yeah. <laughs> Littler liver. I mean, is liver bigger than his dad? He must be. He's yeah, taller than his dad, so. right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's right. big liver, but he's the little dipper. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's the uh, confusing nature of the uh, football it's, economy. It's like a crouching tiger hidden dragon. <laughs> it's a little dipper, big liver. Uh, now, a player who played quite well on Friday night was a ruckman uh, by the name of Reece Stanley. Yeah. Uh, now, Nick Revolt uh, happened to be up in the booth uh, doing special comments and analysis after the game. Yeah. And uh, Gary Lyon mentioned that Reece, uh, that, that, that Nick always has a lot to say about Reese, and so I asked him what he thought about Reese's game. I thought his second half was magnificent. Tonight. Yeah, uh, I think that's where at times the frustration lies with Reese is he, he pulls out a half like he did in the second half tonight where he played big, yeah. he played yeah, with he presence, did, yep. he started clunking the ball and, and you think, well, th- that, that's the standard, Reese. D- deliver that for us every week and, and we've got a serious player. So there's Rui. Once again, giving a backhanded compliment. Like, yeah, he played really well. Why doesn't he do it every week? Yeah. Which goes to your point. theory about Ray Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> like, celebrate the fact that he did it at all. Yeah, this is we're looking. This is a real glass half empty perspective on Ray Stanley. You've just got to like the the nights where he comes out and gets the job done. They're the ones you celebrate. You mm. just assume that the rest of them is regular race. On one of those nights when you get exceptional race, you just celebrate that it's an exceptional race night. Yeah. I do love the fact, though, that Gary Lyon was so aware of Nick's yeah. disdain for him. He's like, yeah. well, he's like, hey, uh, Rui, you hate, you hate Reese Stanley, right? You got anything <laughs> to say about the fact that he's playing well tonight? <laughs> do you reckon the Bulldogs made a mistake by dropping their other ruckman and thinking that Tim English could get it done despite the fact that he's been in hospital for eight weeks? <laughs> Uh, now the D's, well, humbled yes. two weeks in a row. I watched this game. Got me, got me thinking about um, being a Demon supporter because mm-hmm. we know that going into the last season, 2021, that D's fans, like, you know, Saints fans and I guess Bulldogs fans to extend, a little mentally fragile, never expect things to turn out well. But we thought maybe those, no pun intended, Demons had been banished. Do you think this gives them any pause, two losses in a row? No. Not really. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think Melbourne still looked to me like a team that, like, I mean, well, they're just missing some key players. If they get May back, maybe they won't get McDonald back. They're saying that he might have uh, not the dreaded syndesmosis. What's the other one? The dreaded Liz uh, Frank. Plantar fascia. Uh, yeah, Liz Frank. I believe he's got Liz Frank. Is her name Liz, Liz Frank? Liz Frank? I don't know <laughs> yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, Franking credits? No, Liz, Liz, I don't even know what it actually is, but I, like it sounds like Liz Frank. Into, okay, I'm going to Google Liz Frank and see how far off I am. Oh, here we go. Actually, not too bad. So it is L-I-S-F-R-A-N-C. So Liz Frank injury. Liz Frank? Uh, Liz Frank? <laughs> it's not Liz Frank. It's Liz Frank. And okay. um, yeah, it's your metatarsal bone in your foot, but apparently it can be like a... 10-week, 12-week, maybe even next season. So Is this injury. the new dreaded? Yeah, the new dreaded. So so we've had syndesmosis, yeah. plantar fascia, of course, osteitis pubis, the king of the dreaded. The original, exactly. The original yeah. dreaded. Yeah. So is it now the dreaded, was it Liz Frank? Yeah. This that is doesn't like, sound scary. It sounds like a neighbour. The dreaded I'm going to borrow a cup of sugar like, from Liz Frank. Like the dread pirate Roberts. It's, yeah. you know, it's only a name that gets passed on, but it's always <laughs> a different issue. But yeah, Liz Frank i got to be honest with you, you're absolutely right. It does not sound... Like oste- osteitis pubis, you're like, oh... Syndesmosis? I don't like, want to Jesus, get cut it out of me. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> like, just... I'll, I'll take whatever you, I need to. Just cut it out of me. You've got Liz Frank. Oh, great. Is she going to pick up my dry cleaning? 
No. Yeah, makes great, fantastic pajamas, Liz Frank. Yeah, <laughs> really comfortable. That's right. Really comfortable pajamas. Yeah, and you know what? Them. You can get a matching couch set. You can get yeah. the whole Liz Frank collection if you'd like. <laughs> so you don't think Demon fans have any concerns? Look, they did lose to two no. top four teams in two a row. Two top four well, teams by well, not very the Swans much. Swans aren't top four, but while missing, yeah, you know, so, like their key players. Like if if May was out for the entire season, I think, yeah, absolutely. Like, Stephen May to that team is such a key cog in their back line that I don't think that they can replace. And it does mm. seem like their system falls apart a bit when... I mean, the interesting thing about that game, the one thing that I will say was really, I thought was really encouraging for other teams, is that Max Gorn was amazing. Like, he was... I just thought he was going to win the whole game by himself. And yeah. the fact that they still managed to win with him dominating and like Jackson playing well, I think I think this just shows, this is the old, if it bleeds, they can kill it. And yeah. I think the rest of the competition now knows that Melbourne can still actually, you know, they bleed, that they are not invincible, that they actually aren't a team of, because when they're up and about, it seems like every player on the, on the side is a superstar. Whereas yeah. when they actually come back to the field a little bit and they miss a few of their superstars, you start to realise, oh, no, that's right. They're just, you know, a really, really good team. But, like, if they miss their best players, then... So I think May is probably the most important Melbourne player. So if he's back, they're still fine. Do you subscribe to there's such a thing as a good loss? Like, this is a good loss to have. Middle of the year, just gets them in check. They sort of work out where they're at. Who their, who their closest rivals are, what they need to do, what they can change next time they get put in this situation. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, Goody has an excuse to, you know, come in and say, hey, guys, where's it at? And Max Gorn will be like, well, I've got two turntables and a microphone, so let's come around <laughs> to my place and we'll have a little party, get the season back together. Yeah, I think it is. I think this is good for Melbourne at the moment. You're losing games that it's okay to lose, you know, like not really mm. losing too much in the grand scheme of things. And it's helpful for them also that, you know, Brisbane lost is the team that's coming, you know, for their position, I guess. So, no, I think this is good for Melbourne in the in the, in the the long term. But, but it, I think they're gettable. Like, it does show that if they are not at full strength, Melbourne can still be beaten. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting with the Swans too because I, I haven't rated the Swans this year, not nearly as much as the, the, the media has. But then... You know, they beat Richmond after being behind. They beat Melbourne after being down. And then you're like, well, I guess it's just holding a personal grudge now. <laughs> because, <laughs> so, because I find Swan supporters now. Like, ever since you and I started doing this show and we just didn't know the names of Swan supporters, like, they have been so persistent in, like, and kind of almost outraged at the fact that we don't know who these players are. And I kind of want to maintain the ignorance just to piss off the Swan supporters. But I guess I can't. It's getting harder and harder to ignore the Swans now. One player that I can't ignore, and I want to get your take on this, is Tom Papley. Yeah. Because I think, you know, there are a lot of pests in the league at the moment. And, you know, Cheeky Jack has probably taken the bulk of the headlines this year. But where do you reckon Tom Papley rates on the pest list? Because I rate him quite high. <laughs> I find him incredibly irritating to watch. And it's not necessarily like, like Ginevan is a real kind of cheeky, cheeky Jack. But it's more just the way... It's just his face and the way he celebrates. Like, yeah. there's something about he's Tom like, Bapley that irritates me. I know, but I love it. Like, because oh, you love he does it? have right. that... 
It just, you, you get that feeling with him that he's never phoned in a goal, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's always about like... It always means goes, something to the, him. Yeah, and the celebration and just there is something about the way that he plays that I don't consider him a traditional pest. Because like your traditional pest, you kind of think of as more niggling and in the face. And he does have some elements of that game. But more at what you're talking about is, he's one of those classic small forwards who as soon as it goes into the forward line, he's like, how can I kick a goal? Give it like, to that me. That just seems to yeah. be his entire motivation. And then the minute he kicks the goal, regardless of the state of the game, regardless yeah. of the time in the game, <laughs> he's going to celebrate the exact same way every single time. And as soon as he gets that look on his face and he starts doing that on the spot trot up and down, yeah. and just like, I'm like... Oh, it's so irritating. <laughs> he's like the kid in the playground that's yeah. like got just too much energy. Yeah. And everything they do is at like 11. And you're just like, just chill the fuck out, all right? It was a regulation front and centre. Relax. 100%. Like every time... <laughs> When every time that he kicks a goal, you're like, you should be on ADHD medication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was there was the talk, what, three or, three or four yeah. years ago, he tried to get to Carlton. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. And then he had a blinder. Like, I think he finished like high in their best and fairest or whatever. But it's just like, I, 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 I think Tom Papley is going to hold the Swans back in my heart. Like, I'm just, I want to be happy for the Swans, but I can't be happy for him. Like, if they win a flag and he's out injured, maybe I'm okay with it. You know? But it's just, I don't want to see him happy. No, I'm the opposite. There's no one I enjoy more when the game gets serious and you need, like, a goal to lift the team than Papley. I, like, I, I, he, what about not... if you were playing the Bulldogs, though? Mm -hmm. What if yeah. it's playing the Bulldogs? Then do you dislike him? But he send Bailey Smith over to bloody head, yeah. that's what I'd do. <laughs> Try and kiss him. <laughs> Try and kiss him. <laughs> that was probably what freaked Bailey Smith out. He's probably never been that close to somebody else who hasn't tried to kiss him. Like, What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, everyone tries to like plant one on me. Yeah, what are you doing, man? Take a sniff. Take a sniff of my hair and get in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we all year well we, we've taken a note of um, people trying to take on uh, Kane Corns' twerp mantle. Yes. You know, Cameron Ling's had a crack. Cameron Ling, by the way, I, I didn't bring it to the table this week, but I saw another Lingy one this week. I'm just, I'm a bit worried. He's pushing hard? I do not think this is the right direction for Lingy. You know, it's... Well, well you know, the bizarre thing mm. is, so Cam Mooney and Cameron Ling, mm. if you had to pick one of those two guys to be the lovable you know, a goof and the other one to be a Kane Corns style twerp, you'd pick Cameron Mooney. Yeah. But it's gone in the opposite direction. Like Cam Mooney, when you see him on TV now, he's so funny and self-deprecating and, you know, like was making jokes about, you know, being the real mayor of Geelong and all this kind of stuff. Oh, hang on. And then you are got... You, are you suggesting there's been some sort of Freaky Friday business go on? A face-off. I think it's been a face-off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a face-off situation. they doing a face-off down at Cardinia Park. Geelong. They're yeah, that's right. Face-off technology. <laughs> I mean, it checks Stephen out. Dank. I've got to be Stephen Dank has because, gone to has, yeah. has ended up at Geelong, <laughs> and his latest medical scandal is is he's brought face off technology to the cats. Well, I mean, it's a good plan, right? In a way, like you'd obviously experiment with ex players first before you brought it into your list. But if you could suddenly, you know, employ a little face off technology <laughs> on your list, like I mean, this is a good tactic, right? 
Yeah, you practice on like the King Brothers yeah. first because that way if things yeah. get like messed <laughs> no up, one no notices. one's really going to notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Max King, we've got yeah. an idea. We've got to use face-off technology. Oh, my God, who are you going to swap my face with? Bailey Smith, I hope. No, <laughs> your brother Ben King, your twin brother. So, all right, I suppose. <laughs> Um, so there's another commentator though who I was okay. surprised to hear right. have a bit of a crack at being a twerp. But the beautiful thing about this, it's Jared Waitley. Okay. And Jared Waitley, Jared Waitley's version of being a twerp is so gentlemanlike and so adorable. He was talking about last week uh, when Alex Keith um, wasn't even nominated for goal of the year and he was outraged. He called it a travesty yeah. on 360 and then he went on to analyse the goals that were nominated. And this is Jared's best attempt at being a twerp. Turn goal. So I could make the case, Robbo, that that is actually the clubhouse leader for goal of the year. And, it and it's not in the three. So can I quickly show you the three that have been yeah. nominated? Yeah. Now, I love Jeremy Cameron with all my heart. But this is a garden variety snap. To be a twerp. Just garden variety. Really nice. Yeah. Good player. Nice snap. <laughs> Joel Jeffrey, I love uh, no, you. This. this is a pass to the goal square that misses its target and bounces through for a goal. <laughs> <laughs> and Seb Ross gets the fluky bounce. Oh, no. This <laughs> is a nice piece but of skill. nothing on Alex Keith. It's got nothing on Alex Keith. Nothing. I think what happened is, because that game on Saturday night was so well Oh, that's enough, Mike. But the that is... I yeah, I mean, Jared, that he's not a twerp. He, like, even he's when he's not trying a to make... Because that was a good point. Because that Alex Keith goal is, like, it was it was outrageous that it was overlooked yeah. for, like, goals it's of the the, week. It's the equivalent of, like, when uh, there's been goals of the year where someone, like a winger, has taken it from half back and, you know, had five bounces and kicked a goal. It was that, but with more obstacles to overcome. Yeah, uh, it, it could still win goal of the year. Because it actually can still win goal of the year. You don't have to be nominated for goal of the week. Right to actually still win goal of the year. They have a little get-out clause in the AFL rules. <laughs> but uh, but I love that Jared's obviously come in. He's gone, this is an outrage. But of course, this is the thing about that separates your Jared from the rest of your, your twerps, right? Which is a twerp would just come in and complain about the fact that it wasn't nominated. But that's not enough for Jared. That's not the way that Jared <laughs> operates. He's got to present the evidence. The evidence. prove <laughs> the point that, that it was actually true, right? And so yeah. he actually he goes through each of the other ones and he knows at his heart to make the case he's going to have to say something negative about each of those three nominations. But because Jared is such a nice guy, he still has to <laughs> say every nothing. single one of them with, oh, by the way, you know I love Jeremy Cameron and I'd happily yeah. marry him if he asked me <laughs> and live yeah. with his family and wash his car every day. But this is just a regulation goal for him. And Jeffries, <laughs> I mean, come on. He was passing to the top of the goal square. I mean, it's a great, a good. It was good that he was passing to the top of the goal square. I love his name. I love the way he plays. I, I've written him a little poem. <laughs> <laughs> that same episode, they interviewed um, that kid. I can't remember his name. The one who worked at Charcoal Chicken, who's now been, he's the uh, number one, uh, uh, you know, draft pick from the mid-season draft. Um, and there was a point because they, he was doing his interview from his home. He had some mates around having some drinks. And Robbo, of all people, said, now, I hope you're not, I hope you're on the waters. I hope you're not having a drink. It's like, Robbo, of all people, yeah, <laughs> like, don't on. you have a bottle of wine under the desk at 360? <laughs> I think it's an IV drip now. Yeah. I, think, I think after his health troubles, they just have to constantly IV wine into his ankle during the show. 
now, Will, ever since you've jumped off the Dockers, they've gone oh. ballistic. No, no, I'm back they're, on them. They're now like the number one. Are you back on them now, are you? What, they didn't I tip them this week? I think I tipped them this week, didn't I? Yeah, but you jumped off them two weeks ago. You jumped off them after they lost to Collingwood, and now they've like beaten Melbourne no. and Brisbane. Yeah, no, I'm back on. I was back on. No, they don't want week. you back on, is what I'm saying. No, no, they <laughs> like, had me coming off into this game. I watched the game. I was, I was barracking for them. They're my boys, the Freo boys. They look bloody good. I mean, they are a really... Not only are they a good team, but they're a good team to watch. Like, you know, there was an era it felt watch. like between, you know, some sort of like the Paul Ruse era of the Swans yeah. to the Ross Lyon era of the Saints where it was very defensive. But it's so great to see that the good teams play a really like exciting attacking brand of football. They really do. It's Can biz- I say that... Have you... Fredericks? Is it Fredericks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Like, he is... Yeah. The last Live few wire. games that I've watched them play, like, just so exciting and... Darcy absolutely dominates. I will say, Andrew Brayshaw, like, I mean, I know that we've been on him for, like, a while now, just talking about how good a footballer he is. But the thing that I like about him, he did this uh, post-match press conference after this game, and he was, they asked him about Lockie Neal, and basically Mm. he's just been like, oh, yeah, mate, Lockie Neal's the best. Like, we spent some time together. He's a really good bloke. And basically I just copy everything he does. That is the modern, like, lovely AFL footballer, isn't it? There's no trash talk. It's no, like, I took him down today. I showed him who was the boss. It was just like, he's great. He's a really good bloke. Yeah, basically, I just copy everything that he does. Yeah. I mean, Zach Toohey got headbutted. He's like, oh, no, it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) It's a different game. It's a different game to what we grew up with. But uh, to think that Nat Fife is going to come back into this team, because I think the one step they lost was the contested footy against the Lions. And so just fucking so happens they have like one of the best contested players, dual Brownlow medalist, ready to come back in. Uh, played in the waffle on the weekend. Peel Thunder had 24 possessions. Um, before the game, uh, Luke Ryan did an interview with uh, 6PR over in Perth and uh, talked about some pranks that they'd been playing on, on Nat Five before the game. This is what he said. Nat Fife, he won't be at Optus, uh, at least not on the field, but uh, he's making his return for Peel Thunder. Uh, it'll be quite an, a foreign experience for the uh, for the skipper. Yeah, it will. Um, he's, he's looking forward to it. We've uh, been playing some jokes on him for the last four or five weeks. We've been putting burlies inside of his locker, um, <laughs> so, which he hasn't really played with for, yeah, what was it, 12 years. So, no, nah, it's going uh, to be pretty cool um, to see him back out there, which is uh, a good sight. Hang on, so now, it, it, it explain to me, because what I heard they put in his locker was burly, which is what you throw into the water <laughs> to catch fish. So are they, are they putting burly in his... Burly is, footies. So at, at the, the, at the lower level. Is that the Western level. Australian football? Is yeah, the Sharon. Yeah, so you play with the Sharon at the, at the top level and you play with the burlies at, at, the, at the twos. Now, oh, I was so thinking are you about, saying that in the waffle, like if Nat Fife was dominating, the commentators would have said that he's brought his own burly? Yeah, he's brought his own family really threw <laughs> okay. him for a loop. But I was thinking about this prank. Uh, and first of all, like, I mean, the idea of Nat Fife opening his locker and like these burlies falling out and him turning around and not knowing the names of any of the guys who like uh, made the prank on him. Like it doesn't really have the... Oh, you. Oh, you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Old uh, squinty eyes and oh. uh, shave head and chubby yeah. cheeks. Oh, you. <laughs> you. But you know the, the one player that this yeah. prank would not work on? The one player in the entire AFL? Who? Matt Rowell. 
Matt Rao would open that locker and be like, awesome! I've got some more footies. I'm going to add it to my collection. Now, I now um, have... Now, is that right, though? Because, like, we know that he loves the Sharon, Matt Rao. Like, does that mean that he also immediately is going to love other footballs? Or does he have, like, a oh, loyalty? 100%. Because I think it's we like, don't know if he like, loves footballs or whether he loves the Sharon specifically. Like That's like saying to somebody who's like, hey, I love, like, Betamax. Yeah, he's a VHS. Maybe you're just like, it's inferior technology. I'm only a Betamax no. guy. I think if you are a serious yeah. collector, like it's like if you collect whiskeys, you want yeah. whiskeys from all over the world. You want to try like, you know, an Indian whiskey and a Japanese whiskey. And I think he'd be fascinated by, like Matt Rowell strikes me as the kind of player who would study the burly. He'd have this Sharon and the burly side by side. He'd be feeling the weight difference. He'd take him out to the goals and like just like test their flight and he'd write in his little notebook the differences between the Burley and the Sharon. He'd well, yeah, sleep I'm, with them both, see if they I'm sleep not, different. I'm not, I'm not sure that that's true because like, have we not heard that he has 52 Sharons? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm... But well, I'm just saying though, Charlie, if you're a collector, so to use your example okay. of like being a whiskey collector, if I go around to somebody's house and I discover that they have 52 bottles of the same brand of whiskey you know maybe different versions of that same brand but it's all yeah the same brand different of vintage and barrels yeah right? i'm not going to immediately assume from that that they like other brands of whiskey in fact the fact that they've bought 52 of that specific brand almost implies to me that their loyalty is to that brand and not to whiskey itself that's interesting well, maybe we need to put, look. I mean, I would say let's put maybe the call we out need to, to the Gold Coast Suns fans. Rolls. <laughs> what we need to firstly say is, can somebody just bang a burly in Matt Rowell's locker and see what happens? Well, I think doesn't he have the sponsorship with Sharon now? <laughs> After that article came out last year, I think Sharon sponsored right. him, so he probably could not be photographed with a burly. But look, if there are any insiders on the Suns who listen to this show, and I don't yeah. think there are, because <laughs> I don't know, I think they have four thousand members in total. <laughs> <laughs> but if there are, if you can get word. To Matt Rowell, just ask him the yeah. question, do you have Burleys? Do you yeah. like Burleys? Do you, is it just Sharon's or, or, or are there other footies that you like as well? Is there other uh, footies that are still in the rotation around the country? Like is Western Australia the only place that they play with a different footy now? Like is I the Burley of, the only one? Or do you when you go to Darwin and play in like the Northern Territory League or whatever, is there is there like a footy that they use up there? Do they use a different footy? What, what footy do they use in the sample? Like, do they use a I'm just, I'm twitting there. What, what brands of football are used in Australia? Here we go. Um, so, football, different brands are Sharon, yep. the official brand. Uh, Ross Faulkner, which gets used in uh, local comps in Victoria. Burley, okay. preferred in Western Australia and mm. South Australia. Right. So, there you go. How That's about it. this? So, it's... This is what I... I like. always... This is what I, I want to say. Do you remember playing with a Ross Faulkner as a kid? I don't, I don't know if that we ever did. I think we played with the Sharon, but like, let's just say, let's whack into the mix the Sharon, the Ross Faulkner, and the Burley, right? Yeah. So in each game, this is what I propose. In each game in the league, um, you know how we have, like, I don't know how many footballs they have for a game, but like if one gets kicked through, like another one gets like thrown back in. We have an equal mm. mixture of Sharon, Ross Faulkner's and Burley's in the bag. So you don't know at any stage during the game whether you're going to be kicking with like a Burley, a Sharon oh, or like a Ross it. Faulkner. I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good. Does it disadvantage certain states? Like will, you know, Victorian teams not handle the Burley as well as South Australian and, and WA teams and vice versa with yeah, the Ross Yeah, vice Faulkner? versa. That's the, 
that's the advantage. I mean, the Victorians still have the predominant advantage because they've got the Ross Faulkner and the Sharon in the And mix. the Sharon. So... <laughs> Oh, bloody hell. We'll get more complaints from Western <laughs> Australia. It's not just a Victorian football league anymore. There should be it's equal amounts of Burleys as there are of Ross Faulkner's and Sharon's. Uh, now, Will, um, yeah. uh, we introduced a new segment last week called Brain Dwayne, where we like to grab uh, some highlights of Dwayne Russell's commentary yes. during the week. Uh, this is one that you spotted yes. during the Gold Coast game when Sam Day kicked his first goal. Stolen back by Day. Another... Now, a big day out would suggest that he's had a big day out. Yeah. Let me remind you, that was his first goal. He'd kicked one behind prior to that, and that was his first goal. Yeah, It really goes to our theory that Dwayne has his things ready to say and sees yes. them at the first available opportunity. Because I agree with you. If that was the great committee and he's got big day out, he's like, I've got his one. His name's Day, and I'm going to say he's had a big day out. Committee would have saved it for when he actually has a big day out. You know, Sam Day kicks four or five goals and you literally drop, this has been a big day out. But Dwayne, yeah. one goal, one, big day out. <laughs> I've spent it. <laughs> it's gone. I mean, Dwayne would be pushing for Jack Nunes to get traded to the Suns. So after, like, you know, Nunes passes the day, Day kicks a goal, they go, oh, look at that brand. It's a Nunes day. <laughs> brand Nunes day. <laughs> brand Nunes day. <laughs> Uh, but he wasn't done, Dwayne, on the uh, weekend. Uh, a few people spotted this. So last week we noticed he he, he used a sna like snatching a sparrow oh, yes. uh, in flight. Mm. It seems like Dwayne workshopped that during the week. And this is what he said this week. He looked open side, now takes off. He just spears that to McGuinness. Oh, <laughs> like he was catching a dove in flight. <laughs> oh, dove. so he's changed it from sparrow to dove. Why do you think that little edit happened? I mean, that's weird. That's so weird, <laughs> right? Because, yeah. firstly, it was, a weird, bigger. it was a weird expression in the first place that he was snatching yeah. a sparrow in flight. Like, as we explored last week, not that common a thing to be dropping no. into the commentary. Maybe it's got back to Dwayne that there was a bit of, you know, commentary around. like <laughs> Blowback. You know, a bit of blowback yeah. to <laughs> snatching a, a swallow in flight. And he's taken the wrong bit of the feedback. He thinks the problem is what's being snatched in flight. <laughs> rather the than yeah. the expression in the first place. Or maybe Dwayne is going to roll through a different one every week. Like maybe it was Sparrow last week. Maybe it's Dove this week. Maybe next week it's like Eagle pigeon. or something. Yeah, Pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like there are so many... Well, how many, like, so that you've got eagles and hawks. Are there any other bird mascots? Like, there, there are some obvious ones, but are oh, swans. Mm. But I guess he's trying to stay Crows. away from that. I mean, if, if any listeners have, uh, if, you, if you spot any more during the year, like, especially that specific yeah. example of if grabbing a bird If you hear Dwayne flight, talk about snatching a bird in flight. <laughs> some kind of bird in flight, please let us know. Just, just, just film it on your phone, send me the video, and we'll get Mike to grab it for the show. Here's what but I will say. Uh, like, it's, it's weird. It's a weird bit yeah, of commentary at the best of time. And like dove, like doves don't even strike me as a bird that is traditionally around, right? Like I associate or, dove. Or particularly flighty, like a sparrow in flight, at least it's small and nimble. You know, like like you said last week, the cat-like reflexes. But a, a dove seems like a kind of easy grab. You but know what I mean? Also, it's kind of sluggish. The only time I ever think of like doves 
in flight is when doves are being used as like a sign of peace or so it's a wedding mm. or it's like an opening ceremony or something and they release the doves. And in that situation, who's snatching those doves? <laughs> like who's who's there at the wedding just like snatching doves out of the, the air? That makes no sense. There was another bit of commentary that caught your ears this oh, week. Yes. It was uh, from Nathan Brown. And uh, this was on the uh, yeah. Sunday Rubs. So, right? yeah, Triple M, uh, Triple M Footy's own Nathan Brown. And good guy, Nathan Brown. I've known uh, Nathan for a very, very long time. We used to uh, hang out, out and about when he was a young Bulldogs, uh, you know, player. And very funny guy. But I've never heard anyone... <laughs> lose interest in a question they themselves were asking more than Brownie does in this situation. Have a listen. Hi, Zach. Uh, Carlton Collingwood is such a, a big game. Uh, probably not for 15 years has been such a big game these two sides have played in. Have you had any historical data given to you this week about the, I guess, the Collingwood-Carlton issues? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh boy. Like he realized halfway through that question that it was boring. <laughs> he just realized halfway through. Have you got any historical data this week about the Collingwood Carlton issues? Well, yeah. Have you want to be a bit more specific? Is there anything in particular you want to bring up? Any particular game or contest or stats? Just did you get any data about the historical <laughs> issues? That is a dude who's like, sometimes you'll hear people on the radio, they'll have an author on or someone and they clearly have not read the book or they've just read the back part. And it's like, so it, uh, it would appear it was the best of times and the worst of times. times. Tell me a bit about that. What's all that about? The night was both dark and stormy, you say. So <laughs> was it more dark or stormy? All right, it's uh, time for everyone's favourite segment. Hit it, Mike. Whether it's Jake Lloyd or Tony Lockett, it's time for Pocket Profile Pocket. That's right, it is the Pocket Profile Pocket, and I'm changing my intro to this. I'm letting Mike hit the theme song so I can remember what it's called rather than me trying to intro it first. Sounds like a good idea. Uh, this week... I thought um, we'd pick someone who is uh, very uh, uh, readily available online. He's got a very strong social media presence because I figure that might help you okay. get the answer to the question. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little peek into the mind of Mitch Robbo Robinson of the okay. Brisbane Lions. So you're aware of you know what of Robbo it. does, the I, Robbo vlogs, and I have and not everything. watched any of his vlogs or live streams or him playing games or any of the things that he seems to do though so i don't know if that'll hold okay. me back or hold me in good stead but i am not really across his online stuff i know that it exists okay. well look there are some answers which relate mm -hmm. to that okay but the most of it is pretty standard football right. okay fair okay so let's start with his favorite non-afl sporting team it's an nba team yep. not one of the big oh. sort of two or three okay all right um, um, okay. Uh, their mascot. Are they, oh, yeah, good. Yeah, oh, tell me the mascot. No, their good. mascot is a creature. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't be specific about what type of creature, but it's not like, you know. Oh, so, like, a, uh, is it the Vikings? No. Is it the uh, monsters? 
<laughs> the Minneapolis no, no, okay, so um, Chris Rock uh-huh. um, once made a joke uh-huh. about a band being a mediocre Green Day. Oh, um, geez. Uh, no, uh, this is not a good start for me. Uh, what, <laughs> no, okay. What, this is, All right, well, what is well, it? Well, use your, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to the language you understand, which is yes. comedy, Will, because as we talked about on Tofot this week, you have an instinct for comedy. <laughs> so, uh, reverse engineer. So, uh, uh, Chris Rock said the opposite of Mediocre Green Day is um, good, a band of good the same Charlotte. Ilk. Oh, the Charlotte yes. Hornets. The okay. Charlotte. All right. yes, you, okay. you, Tara, look, that, I feel that was my fault. I feel like I was delivering the ball into the fifty, and I just I pointed to the wrong pocket, and you went one way. It was just I bad communication. Yeah, hornets so. didn't feel like a creature to me. It is technically a creature, but when you say <laughs> like, creature, no. I, I suddenly went to sort of like, like some raptors sort of mythical or creature rather <laughs> yeah. than an actual thing that yeah. existed. I'm sorry, I fucked that up. That no, was my fault. That's, that's on right. me. No, that's no, on no. me. All good. Okay. Um, if, if we were on the footy field, I would have just done that. Yeah, I would have held my hand us, up. Both of us would have put our <laughs> yeah. hands up. Acknowledged. And then just yeah. started pointing in other directions. That's what <laughs> yeah, you're going to do. Right. Just, <laughs> just point down there, wave your hand a little bit. Again, yeah. I'm going to start actually. Man up. I would love to do that as a, like a, just in real life. Like, behave yeah. like an AFL. When you make a mistake around the house, like you fuck something up, you missed an appointment, just put your hand up and then just start pointing yep. just down to the other room. <laughs> just- <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Does Robbo go to AFL games when the Lions aren't playing? No. Correct. Should the centre bounce be retained? No. No, he thinks it should. Ooh. Yes, well, is his answer. Bad luck, it's not going to be. All right, this uh, question, this relates to his uh, extracurricular activities, okay. his answer. My non-football wish for 2022 mm-hmm. is, okay. and it's a specific desire. Is it to get like a particular game? Like or, or mm. place, like a playing machine? A resp- uh, to get a particular of... response oh, okay. to something. He wants a metric. He wants, uh-huh. he, he wants, he to, wants to achieve like, a specific yeah, He wants metric. to like get to some sort of level on some sort of game, does he? No, no, okay. not 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 games, okay. but related to what he does. His oh, okay. His output is it about like subscribers on how many subscribers he, cr- he has? To he wants a hundred thousand. He wants a hundred thousand YouTube plaque for his Robo vlogs. So he wants to get a hundred thousand views or hundred thousand audience oh, subscribers. God, so much of that sentence made no sense to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who rules the roost in his household? Oh, okay. I don't know much about uh, Mitch. Mitch's uh, private life. He's a family man. Oh, he is. He's a real family man. He plays a lot of fucking games online and vlogs for a family man. It's unbelievable how many, yeah, like he's got a wife and kids, Uh but yeah, he really lives like a man child. (laughs) Yeah, which implies that he rules the roost, but I'm not going to say that he says that. I'm going to say that he says that his children rule the roost. No, his wife rules the roost. I mean, they're actually quite an adorable couple. He genuinely seems to uh, like adore his wife, Emma. Mm. And their kids. Um, Why so wouldn't yes, he? Emma. Why wouldn't he? He Emma. gets to play footy and then video games all day. <laughs> and Emma's looking after That's the true. kids. She's a hero. Oh, my God. And she I imagine she's the one who holds the camera for a lot of these Robo oh. vlogs. Because I remember he did one when the floods were happening up oh, in Brisbane. Right. Yeah. Dived did you see that video that where he did it in, in the backyard? <laughs> and I'm like, like he had to, he made, he made his wife yeah. stand on the back patio and hold the phone while he did this stupid prank. Yeah. He swam in his backyard. She's an absolute hero of that family, <laughs> I imagine. Uh, okay, what was your scariest non-football moment? Okay. 
Um, Diving into flood, <laughs> dirty <laughs> flood sewage water in my C- own backyard. water. No, it, it had to do with a um, a uh, air travel. Okay. Um, he was uh, one of the hijackers from 9-11. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> he was 11 years old. Um, I, uh, yeah, he was in a, like a, a plane that, no, skydiving. He went skydiving. No, you right the oh, first, you, the plane that hit turbulence okay. dropped midair. So you're right the first time. Stick with your instincts, Will. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're into the second quarter. Right. Who's his favourite or most influential junior coach? We normally skip over this, yeah. but the coach he names shares a name with a, a fairly famous band. Okay. So if you think of blank blank the blank blank band, uh-huh. that's Dave, his coach. Dave Matthews. Not Dave Matthews. No, mm. close. Well, not close, but, <laughs> but it's his, a very generic Anglo junior, name. Was his junior football coach Jay Giles? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the uh, something something band. Yeah. Oh, the. Um, yeah, the Peter Vanden Hoogen band. If I said his first name was Steve. The Steve Miller band. Steve Miller. Steve Miller, his junior coach. Mm-hmm. Did he do Ozkick as a kid, Robbo? Yes. No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> really? I really thought, I, th- I thought, I, know, I just thought this would be an easy one for you. No, I've had a shocker. You really don't get Robbo at all. No, no, no. Okay. Nowhere near. Now, I am... Staggered by every time we read this question, how common the answer is. Okay. So, what was the common theme of your school report card? So, what are the what does it always say, Will? Um, uh, easily distracted. Uh, and uh, come on, mate. Uh, <laughs> they always say easily distracted and distracts yeah. others. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. it's a version of that. Okay. It's a version. It's pretty much saying that, but using different terminology. So, um, if he had trouble focusing, what would you might say? Um, that he was. What's un- another version of focusing? Uh, that he was um, distra- well distracted, uh, unfocused. <laughs> uh, he was. Um, when uh, you're focusing, what do you do? You are. Uh, uh, you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get to see. If if Mark Mitchell. <laughs> Concentrating? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yes. Oh, thank God I didn't have to get to my con- <laughs> fruiter a glue. Uh, I don't know what citrating is. But... A con- he would lack concentration, that he needed to concentrate more. And yeah, and he interferes with others. So that is a version of his easily distracted instructions. Well, yeah, which. Right. Yeah, I know. I think maybe Robbo got the terminology <laughs> wrong himself. Um, did he have a part time job while still at school? No. No. Uh, who should run for political office in the future? Now, this guy sounds like he, just by his surname alone, you could make the argument that perhaps he interferes with others. Oh, okay. If okay. his first name was Mal, <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, it's uh, someone Lester. Someone is there? A- yeah, <laughs> Ryan Lester. <laughs> Ryan Lester. <laughs> um, who's the best story teller at your club? Is it not Mitch himself? Like, does he not name no. him? Okay, so it's... No, a, he it's names a, someone else. Is it a well-known player? Yes. Yes, very prominent player. Mm-hmm. He's been a prominent lion for quite some time. Um, okay. Let me say he's... Um, you wouldn't say he's 
you wouldn't say his stories are of, uh, of a poor quality. Yeah, okay, Daniel Rich. It was already who I was going to say, but I was. <laughs> okay, I thought, good. you know what? Fuck it, I'll wait for the clue and just <laughs> okay. lock it in if it's right. Uh, best social or outing organizer at your club? Mm. I'm sure this guy's probably played 100 games, but I don't really know who he is. Okay. Uh, shares the. Shares the, the, the same first name as a much maligned Geelong Ruckman. Uh, okay. So, oh, Reese um, Matheson. Correct. Yeah. Well done. I didn't know who that was. He's the guy who, um, said the... who was there. The, the, he was the barometer. Remember last season when he played a couple of games and like had that post-match interview where he claimed that he was the Brisbane Lions barometer? And they were like, well, you've got to play a bit more to be the barometer, <laughs> to be honest. But... Yeah, the Bromina. Uh Who's the most the most tech savvy teammate? Mm. Um, and he doesn't name okay, himself so either. Doesn't name himself. I would have imagined that if you're asking other Brisbane Lions, they're going to say Mitch Robinson in this. In this if, if you, my clue is, if you were to do a reboot mm-hmm. of Back to the Future, yeah, and the Marty McFly character uh, had an iPhone, mm-hmm. that this character might call up his cousin and say, "Hey, you know that new phone you've been trying to invent?" Yeah. Well, look at this. It's your cousin. It's yeah. your cousin. So is it? Is he? Is his name Barry? Or yes. I, yeah, okay. So I've, I've got the clue. <laughs> That's the good news. The good oh news God. is I've understood the clue. <laughs> As I was saying it, I'm like, this is the worst one yet. Someone Barry. Yeah. What's his first name? Yep. What is his first um, name? Jared. Jared, Jared Barry. Yeah. How does he rate his cooking skills from one to five? Interesting. Um, I don't think he has time to cook, but he has a good sense of himself. No, I'm going to say he's going to go low. He's going to go low. He's going to go with like a two. Oh, you're right. He went low, but it was one. And in the spirit of that, what's his best dish? And this is a joke answer. Like what's if, you know, what what do people who can't cook say that they is their best dish? It's like Take what's away. the no, it's like something that you actually do, hate. Do, oh, yeah, that you cook yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, cooking cooking is a stretch. It's, it's, yeah, but you, heat you it, literally you just heat it. Heat, it. Micro- heat in the microwave or do you heat it in a... No, like a, <laughs> it's toast. To- oh, toast. toast. Sorry. This is so painful. I'm starting to now like, feel bad for the listeners. I'm just wanting to get to the end of this because it's so painful. Uh, what was his worst cooking uh, disaster? Burnt the toast. So traditionally... Blew up the barbecue. No, traditionally they, they, they're blowing up barbecues. Yeah. He blew up something else. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so it's not a barbecue, so he's blown up the toaster. He's blown up the stove. He's <laughs> blown up the microwave. Blown, oh, shut up. He's Which blown is up hard the microwave. to do. No, he's put some, what do you reckon he did? Put some metal in Left there. a fork in there yeah, or something. Um, does he ever use Dr. Google? He's put the to- toaster in the microwave. That's what he's done. <laughs> he's like, this, toast, to his toast. this toast isn't cooking. I'll whack it in the microwave and just blind it up. Sorry, has he ever used Dr. Google? Yes. Yes, he has. Yes, diagnose an yes. injury. No. Yes, but specifically, he says after every game. Yeah. After that, every to game. me, speaks to some kind of OCD, right? Oh, I think he's already online. You know, he's playing his Twitch stream or whatever. He's like, oh, my knee hurts. I wonder why that'll be. Dr. Google. Yeah, he finds out he's got Liz Ellis or what? No, Liz Ellis disease. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I just woke up and I could only put my hand up at a three-quarter motion and kept trying to say, kept just saying, here if you need. I believe I'm suffering from Liz Ellis disease. (laughs) Okay, what's his perfect idea for a day? Um... 
Look, I'm he fine. lists a lot of things. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll just, yeah. I was going to say, name one thing yeah. and video games video is there. Games. So, yeah. yeah. Sleep in, coffee in bed, play video games, golf, movie night with Emma. Yeah. Uh, no mention of his kids no. amongst that. Exactly. Uh, is he a golf, tennis, or a neither guy? Golf. Correct. Can he keep a secret? Hmm. I don't think he can, but I think he might rate himself as someone who can. Um, so I'm going to say... No, I'm going to go with... Well, that's... No. Sorry, I'm going to okay. say no. I'm going to say no. Yes, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, excellent. Uh, his biggest fear is an ex-coach. Okay. Uh, so And it's pretty... Uh, uh, once you land on it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, of course. Don't think he ever... No, because remember, he was drafted from another club. Oh. Mitch Robinson didn't start at the Lions. He started so he at started another at club. Carlton. And One of the yes, Mick Malthouse. Mick Malthouse. <laughs> so, uh, something that you are proud of, which, I mean, I started off by saying, yeah, this is something that he values highly, but we have seen no mention of it so far. Um, what did he say that he values highly? Um, his oh, his family, no, his children, yeah, his children. His children. Yeah. Yes, he's proud of his children. Yeah. Um, the biggest compliment that you have ever received. Mm. So this is a complaint that a lot of celebrities will come out. It kind of surprises me that Mitch Robinson has named this as an issue for him because I, I, I didn't realize there was this kind of issue for him. But a lot of celebrities will always come out, you know, um, uh, or even like Donald Trump mm -hmm. will complain about the fake media. So what, what, is, what is the biggest compliment he received to do with fake news? Oh, that he's a truth teller that he always tells it like it is that he's like you are nothing like what the media says oh <laughs> i didn't realize the media had been like painting a picture of him as being anything other oh, i think he sort of paints a fairly accurate picture of himself <laughs> swimming in the backyard after a flight i mean apparently he's nothing like the media and by which we mean your wife filming you, you <laughs> doing different things betrays you as me uh, if you could play an instrument, what would it be? Mm, guitar. Piano. Damn it. Uh, what series are you binge watching? Mm. American sitcom, very popular, recent. Well, you know, in the last 15 years, the probably the most popular American. The Office. Best movie of all okay, good. time. Good, 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 good. I, and I would say if he never met Emma, mm -hmm. in a few years, he would be the title of this film. A 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Oh, this is a run long this episode, so let's quickly get to the mailbag. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can. We're on Two Guys One Cup AFL at Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to tofop.com. There's a contact form. You just select Two Guys One Cup and you can send us an email. While you're at tofop.com, you should check out some of our other great podcasts. We do one called Tofop. We recorded one uh, last night, which was comes out the same day as Two Guys One Cup. What did we even talk about? I've forgotten already. Oh, that's right. Celebrity ghost stories. It was good, actually. It was very fun. It was a very fun episode. Yeah. So if you have not checked out Tofop before, <laughs> T-O-F-O-P, you can find it where you can find all your podcasts. Um, and I also did a uh, faux fop with Harriet Dyer, actress Harriet Dyer, who is uh, currently based in the United States, but does a lot of work back here. Very, very interesting person to talk to. Will, this is from okay. our Instagram. Um, someone would like you to go whack. Mm -hmm. So Mike, can we have the theme? Look out, Cleb, you better watch your back. 
Will goes whack. Will, can you please go whack on the concept of a buy round? Am I so? What, I'm against the idea of a buy round. Yeah, you don't like him. Okay. Um, it was Lionel Richie at the grand final replay who sang the song Hello. But I am not here to talk about hellos. I'm here to talk about goodbyes and in particular, goodbyes to a bye. Because it's time to say <laughs> bye to the bye. I think that if AFL football wants to be taken seriously on the world scale, we don't need less games of AFL football. We need more games of AFL football. There is already two inbuilt buys in every round. Teams get to play North Melbourne and West Coast during this season. They should be enough and counted as buys. So I would like to say goodbye to the buy. In fact, I want to see two games a week. Every team should have to play both a Thursday game and a Sunday game, a Saturday game, a Monday game. <coughs> In fact, next season, I want to see triple the games. If we want to see more people at the AFL, we've got to have more AFL games. So I'd like to say goodbye to the bye. Wow. Gee, hot take from Will Anderson. Will goes whack. Uh, send in your suggestions to a Two Guys, One Cup AFL. My heart wasn't in that one, Twitter. to be honest. I quite like the bye. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> like think, the bye? I think there should be a bye every week. <laughs> I think one team should get a buy every single week. You've just given a Jared, Wait a Jared Waitley whack. That's yeah. a Waitley goes whack. You've just given a compliment and then tried to go on the Yeah, no, I think that's my opposite. I was like, I don't like this version of the buy. I like the idea, and this is my big thing with, I mean, this is not Will Goes Wait now, but this is my, bring in Tassie. Bring in the Tassie team, have an uneven amount and have the buy spread over. I think it's a much better system where you just have one team having a buy per week than it is to have mm. these weird rounds in the middle that no one can really understand. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is from James Kite. He says, one of the commentators from the Swans D's match was channeling two guys, one cup AFL. He kept referring to Sam Reed as Ben Reed, even when his fellow commentators tried to correct him. Ben retired in 2020. Yeah, it was Darcy. Uh, Luke Darcy, <laughs> I heard this. I nearly clipped it. I nearly brought it in for the show. <laughs> but, but what I loved is that Darcy called him Ben Reed. But he not just called him Ben Reid when he marked the ball, but he called him Ben Reid when he kicked the goal as well. He had time for someone else in the commentary box to go, hey, by the way, it's it's not Ben Reid, it's Sam Reid. And he went with it again. And I was like, <laughs> he's going to be getting a lot of text messages right now that he's definitely not talking. But I think that it is also, Sam Reid never has, like, I mean, Sam Reid, I reckon, played the best game that I've ever seen him play. Like, and so... I can see how it's a bit surprising to people <laughs> that I might have thought that he was his brother who's been retired for 10 years and it can actually come back and play. Uh, Dave Wetter says, I watched the Eagles live this week. Any tips on how the AFL can provide more entertainment to supplement their lack of competitiveness? Substitutes, subplots, multi-balls? I like the idea of a multi-ball. Yeah. That's maybe how you get the Burleys yeah. introduced. It's when the Eagles play, right. there's five goal, five balls on the ground. Two Sharons, three Burleys. No. To make it, give it a more of a Western Australian slant. No, okay, all right. This is what we do. To respect those other states, yeah. Last two minutes of every quarter is multi-ball. So you get into time on, and as soon as it's time on, it's multi-ball. But one of the other balls is a Burley. It's Burley ball yeah. time. Burley ball. We'll call it Burley <laughs> ball. <laughs> the Burley Coast Eagles. Uh, Discount Dracula says, has the AFL fixturing actually gotten worse with the floating fixture? Brisbane played two top four teams in the space of five days. That's good fixturing, isn't it? 
Like you want two like blockbusters five days apart. I reckon that's great fixture. It's bad for the Lions, good for, for the competition. I believe the Bulldogs have got Geelong every second week for the rest of the season. So it's a bit of a weird fixture, the floating fixture. But I think that while there's an uneven amount of games, there's no perfect fixture. Uh, Nick B says, while commentating, Nathan Buckley merged drop kick and drop punt into exactly what you'd expect in the fourth quarter of <laughs> Fremantle versus Brisbane. Didn't clip that one. Uh, maybe we can dig into the files and get that for next week. Uh, Julie wants to know, Lee Montagna criticising Cheeky Jack's uh-huh. playing style, saying he's ducking and diving for free kicks. Fair or no? I think it's a fair criticism. I don't necessarily mind it. Um, it's weird that... I can tolerate it in Cheeky Jack, but with Tom Papley, it irritates me. I don't know I don't know where I draw the line. It just does. No, oh no. This is what I love about your Cheeky Forward, is that there is no line. It is 100% what you bring to the table. What you think about Papley versus Cheeky Jack says something about you, not about them. Whereas, like, Personally, yeah, totally. Whereas I love Cheeky Jack, but if I have to choose between the two, I am Papley ever after because... There's just something <laughs> about him that I love. Uh, Ryan has sent in a photo. Uh, here's a picture of Chris Fagan signing a jar of Vegemite. Please discuss. I don't need to share it with you. You can imagine it. It's uh, Chris Fagan at the end of the game at the boundary line. Um, I'm assuming after a loss, signing a jar of Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> now, I just... There is a million scenarios that are going through my head. But I love the fact that Fag's has not balked at this. Like, Fags is just like, all right, I guess I'm signing this. I mean, it's bloody Australian, so why wouldn't you sign it? It's bloody Australian, mate. I imagine that in uh, Chris Fagan's household, he's used to putting, like, his name on stuff in the fridge so no one needs yeah. it, you know? So, <laughs> or, at the, or at least at, <laughs> at, at, least the, at the Gabba. Like, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, he's been eating my bloody sandwiches. <laughs> it says Fags right on the bloody bag, see? Oh, jeez. He shuts the door, he gets his belt caught in the fridge door, walks off, his pants get pulled down. Ah, oh, no, Fags, you've done it again. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Tom wants to know: Are Frio still the flag favourites? Will you're the you're on the you're all about Frio. I am. They're not flag favourites, but they are the t- in at the moment the team most likely. I think they're the, they're second in line. I, like them and Brisbane are second in line, but I reckon they're about even at the moment. Uh, 68 The Brown says, no shout-outs to the Australian test team in the pocket profiles. Are you guys as disappointed as me? Yeah, it's, it tends to be NBA and NFL teams. Nothing. I think we had one player nominate the Australian test team as their favourite team. But yeah, I think if we were like 20 years back, it would have been all like, you know, cricket and how much. But this is, yeah, it's much more with the players, the younger players. They definitely have a international focus when it comes to sports, for sure. Uh, Gav023 says, using the philosophy time machine, who would you like to play kick-to-kick with and when? Oh, Plugger. I think I'd love to do kick-to-kick with Plugger. I mean, I would not say a word. I'd be terrified <laughs> to say anything. I'd just silently kick the ball back and forth and just just admire his flawless technique from afar, but not say a word to him. No, there'll be no quips coming from me. No two guys, one cup-style japes coming from me. I'd just silently just accept each pass. I think that I would like to, I mean, it's got to be one of those, I'm going to say Eddie Betts. It feels like Eddie Betts, if you're going to play like kick to, like, because I, I don't want to be just like kicking it from one end to the other with somebody. I want us to like be, you know. Doing tricks, doing and, tricks shit. and shit. Yeah, trying to kick, kick trick goals. So I'm going to say Eddie Betts. 
All right. Uh, Keegs wants to and know. And we need the time machine noticed? to go back to when my hips don't hurt. Not not Eddie Betts. Oh, yeah. Eddie Betts could do it now. We don't need a time machine for yeah. that. We need to go back to when my hips don't hurt. Uh, Keegs wants to know, has anyone noticed that Melbourne is 0-2 since Jake Bowie got falconed at training on Instagram? Yeah. Bowie, wow. by the way. Maybe Jake that's Bowie. it. Oh, Bowie. God damn it. Bowie. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I never saw that uh, Falcon out on Instagram, but maybe that is the, the key to Melbourne's form slump. Yeah. Uh, no. No? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say out of the two, if we're weighing up if it's that or Stephen May not playing, I'm going to go with Stephen May not playing. Uh, Campbell JPEG says, what is the best letter swap names in the AFL? I'd start with pu- Puke Larker. Yeah. Cake Jelly and Fat Knife. Oh. Well, if Carmichael Hunt was still playing, yeah. I think that would be my <laughs> country mile, right? Uh, just a couple more. Pin Trig... Oh, yeah. Why do people have such strange handles? Pin Trigiri? Trigiri. If your shorts get pulled down during a game, you should get a free kick. Please discuss the de-pantsing rule. Often that happens. Um, I think it happened in the North Gold Coast game where a, a player got his pants pulled down. Do you think that's a free kick just for humiliation? Yeah. Yeah, I actually think it is. I think it should be. Like, I think that it's one of those things where you're just like, no, nah, this is the, you, under the embarrassment clause. It should be in your... Because you just don't want, like, blokes going around dacking other dudes on the field, do you? Or maybe people do. Maybe actually... Unless it's Bailey Smith. Yeah. The only exception is Bailey Smith. You can take his pants off. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question is from uh, is from Kylus Ivo. Do North Melbourne even matter anymore? Yes, they matter. I don't want to see any team fold. I hate to see any team struggling. And in fact, I want to see North bounce back next year. I mean, I think this year is obviously, you know, I hope that they hang on to Horn Francis. I saw that they've um, re-signed uh, Tristan Cherry, which is which is good. But I don't, I don't enjoy any team being terrible. And I don't want them to be shunted out to Tasmania. I just always, I get too empathetic. I think how I'd feel if it was the Saints. So yes, North matter. They've got a proud history and they're the shin boners. And I believe... In the shin bonus spirit, well, I believe that North will be back at some point. I, I, when, I mean, I watched soon. the game against Gold Coast, and in the first quarter, they looked they were great. Good. I was like, oh, hang on, this might yeah. be like a. I mean, they didn't look good after that, unfortunately. But <laughs> that's the problem with the next three quarters. All right, that is two guys, one yes. cup AFL for this week. Uh, thank you again for uh, subscribing to us and listening to us on the listener app. Uh, tell a friend if you can, um, and check out tofop.com for more great podcast don't forget our tips will be thursday afternoon i mean i think we, we sometimes we get that wrong but uh, at this at stage they're going to be thursday afternoon thursday, for thursday at five but what i would also say is if you want to see our tips and just the nonsense we talk around the tips because it's basically just like an episode of this where we occasionally do some tips that they're all pinned on our instagram page so you don't actually have to yeah watch go look at live. some old ones you can just go through and have a listen to what we thought uh, it was and obviously um we often end up just going on weird deep riffs like we do on the show <laughs> on that so there is extra episodes um yeah up at uh, our instagram page they're all pinned there anything to plug will uh no Girls i don't at back? the moment hopefully there will be some shows coming up but at the moment uh, none to plug okay all right well play on not 15 we are two guys one car Listener.